Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Empty Arena Podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm alongside John, Andrew, and Nick. Uh, and this week, we'll be talking uh, a little bit about Raw and SmackDown. Uh, we'll, we'll address some AEW rumors, and we'll have the long-awaited return of three-minute booking. How we doing, boys? We're good. Pretty good. Three-minute booking, yeah! That's going to be our new theme song for that segment. Yeah, I think Nick is up this uh, this week. Yep, this is uh, round number two for me. Should, should we establish that we never really went through the voting for the other three-minute booking? Mm-hmm. We were we all just a tie. That, <laughs> it was all it was all a tie. It was we all a dream. All Used to be a word of magazine. Uh, so I, I believe I we we posted on Twitter and not knowing that Twitter doesn't have five options, it only did four options. Uh, we had to do it in two segments. Um, so I believe Andrew and myself both won. Um, and I think I may have won by one or two votes. Rigged. Mm, I think uh, it's rigged, and I'm pretty sure I voted I for myself. I don't believe tough, you. <laughs> so our I didn't even realize that there was a vote. <laughs> you put it on social media, Chris. Yeah, you, you have to follow us. See, that's our plug. You have to follow us, like, and subscribe, and you'll know. Um, I do follow the Empty Arena podcast, name drop. It was a MySpace uh, uh, <laughs> Oh, poll. that's why I didn't get it. Yeah, Chris, you have to join AOL Hometown. <laughs> Put in the codes. Go to GeoCities. Did uh did you guys like Raw this week or SmackDown? What was what was the show of shows? Was it Raw or SmackDown? Raw was kind of bland. I mean, it just there really wasn't too much going on in my yeah. opinion. Um SmackDown uh SmackDown was good. I mean, Anytime it's a two-hour show, that's a little bit more digestible, I guess, is what probably makes it all more different. <laughs> you know, and I feel like they have much more compelling storylines. Yeah. I, I feel much more very, compelling. Very true. I, I feel agree. Raw was very, like, I agree with Nick. It was very bland. The yeah, only very disjointed. The only two things I did like about it was the Kurt Angle segment. Kurt Angle segment was fun. And the Rousey and Becky Lynch backstage moment. Uh, I, I thought it was very... Uh, uh, I don't know how to explain it. It was very. It was a good. It was, it was, it was good, good promo. It was good promo, but I don't know which way they're going with Rousey now. She's, she's playing the heel backstage, but she comes out and she smiles. She gives high fives to little kids, and it's yeah, it's so strange the way they're booking her. It was yeah. She's not like so much of a heel, but like when she was backstage, she was super pissed. And then she comes out and she's like smiling to the crowd, like "Hey, everybody!" Like I get what she's doing. Like she's trying to sell. It's as if she's, it's from the perspective of her being a fighter and her trying to sell a pay-per-view. That's, I think that's the gimmick they're sticking with. Almost like a Lesnar-ish type gimmick. But Yeah, I think she's still uh, on the face side of things, as, as well as Becky. They're both faces, but I think um, you have to really step back and think about the fact that you have to tell a compelling story. And it's very hard when it's too competitors that are both faces i think they learned that with aj and nakamura how that match at mania was was so disappointing i mean to me at least it was but um i think that they're trying to toy with rousey doing heelish things like when she got when she picked up the microphone after she tapped out Liv, Liv morgan she was like you know your old people are out here booing me she never like negatively addressed the crowd i think ever that was the first time she ever did that and she so went through the yeah. entire uh riot squad yeah and beat them all up and 
Um, so less uh, Ruby Riot. Yes. Ruby so they're Riot trying. To, they're trying to give Rousey more grit, which I. I mean, I think is respectable. I think it, it, it. That needs her character needs it going into you know this big match with Becky Lynch. You know this historic match, considering they're likely going to be main eventing Mania. So they gotta really do what they have to do to build it up. I suppose. I just. I have. I have a fear that this is going to end up being a triple threat between. Becky, Ronda, and Charlotte with maybe Ugh. Triple H as a special guest referee. Oh God! I heard oh, that. God. I heard that somewhere, but I didn't believe it. And then on Tuesday, when Triple H came out, I said to myself, "Oh God, he's going to put himself in this match." Do, to some extent, Stephanie will be like the special enforcer. <laughs> do, do we think? <sighs> do we think Ruby Riot's going to be put into that feud? Nah. Ruby, I feel... Ruby Riot is, should be buried in gone already <laughs> oh no I, I agree but i i think I, I feel like she's interfering a lot lately what i think like the, these um these girls they need a feud in between you know from from now into mania what true what i thought would have been a better feud would be you know for ha- you know to have ronda maybe fight charlotte at elimination chamber or fast lane and have Becky take on like Nia Jax or something in that in between, but they'll probably just give Ruby Riot to Ronda just to you know to put her over further. Yeah, I mean that would have been ideal because I mean for Becky in particular because there is that unfinished beef with Nia Jax storyline wise. I don't think they ever really. I mean they had that little confrontation at the Rumble, but other than that, they never really I think pursued it. You know what it is, too? <clears throat> Excuse me. I think, honestly, they're probably afraid of something happening to Becky again if they put her in the ring with Nia. I think they're probably uh-huh. just keeping her away from hey, her. After the uh, <coughs> statistics I showed you guys Face last breakage. week. My bar graphs. So, who knows? Dank meme bar graphs. Dank meme. So, uh, John, just <laughs> to go back to your uh, point about Kurt Angle, I was I was more relieved in the fact that like they had this tag team match on Raw, and I thought I thought they were trying to set something up for Mania, right? right. Like Drew and Baron Corbin against uh, Angle and and Strowman, but thank God they didn't do that because I that how do you sell that match? That that is a Raw main event. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yes, uh, I mean that's, that's a match that I will not give a second thought to. <laughs> I, I think his I think his retirement match is going to be at Mania. Yeah, but the question is against that. who. If they give him a good match at Mania, I would, I would think that have to, that ha- that would have to be, maybe a new feud against someone like Ray or Orton. Yeah, maybe Orton. I don't know about Ray. What about EC three? What are they gonna do with him? I mean, you know, he he's just coming on the scene, and um, they do have the history in TNA, but. It does have to. It does have to be somebody significant. I think that uh, you know, if Krangle's going to have his last match against somebody, the question is, you know, who who would it be? Um, I would. I don't know. I would it needs have, to be someone yeah. big. You know, I, I I would think that it would be similar. I'm not saying. The what same. about Cena? Sorry. Good yeah, job, you could but... do that too. But like a similar storyline to how they had Ric Flair retire, uh, where he went on that little role and. And uh, yeah, I, I think it was Vince McMahon that said like, if you lose, you're you're or you have to retire or yeah, something. Yeah. And he went on that run all the way to WrestleMania, and he lost to Shawn Michaels. So it might be similar to that. Cena would be a good uh, coming full full circle 
sort of thing because John Cena's first match in WWE on the roster was against Kurt Angle. And yeah, that would be actually a really cool for a good story. Mm, Maybe he won't get jobbed out to like he did last year because now the initial plan for John Cena, from what I understand, was he was going to have a match with Lars Sullivan. But right. Lars Sullivan had an anxiety attack apparently and has been delayed. Missing in action. For I don't know what happened. I don't know what it is. Is it a legitimate anxiety attack? Yeah, no, they, they said he had a massive anxiety attack wow. and he had to be sent home. Yeah, he was wow. supposed to be he was supposed to debut on Raw and attack John Cena to a point where that's that was the cover for him missing the Royal Rumble. Uh, John Cena. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, and that didn't happen. Like they had to sell like some sort of a fake gym injury that he lifted too much, bruh, and uh, <laughs> he twisted his ankle. Uh, he's not doing the rumble. He's so he wasn't too... doing the rumble. No. So that was that was the original plan. But now every thing I, I hear or read about R. Sullivan is you know quote uh, Sullivan is in a quote good place right now. That's sad. Well, which I don't know if he really struggles with with anxiety. Which you know, in uh, I'm a shrink, so I, <laughs> I I can I know that it could be very very crippling uh, anxiety, and it's tough to struggle with. So, well, maybe they could add it to his character some way. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> his finishing move is the panic attack. Oh boy! Yikes. I mean, they could make it like you know I. I, you know, he could, they could do, I could, I could write this. They could do something like, you know, Lars Sullivan comes out and he's like, oh, like frantic and jittery. He's like, you know, by the way, you're right. I did have a panic attack. You know why? Because I'm scared of what I'm going to do to everybody. I don't know. You could do something like that. By, by, by the way, three minute booking. Andrew, Chris, uh, <laughs> yep. both of you are actually uh, two months older than Lars Sullivan. Oh, is God. that right? Yes, that is Good right. Lord. He looks twice our age. But yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, he looks like he's in his mid forties. Yeah, <laughs> he, he looks like he's from like the sixties hour. Like he, he definitely wrestled uh, Bruno Sammartino at some point. <laughs> yeah. um, another point I wanted to make uh, that I kind of liked. Uh, it was a nice little nostalgia trip. Uh, Jeff Jarrett and uh, Road Dog. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. They sang that, that with song my baby that tonight. They, that song they, that like yeah. not even five people in the knew. arena knew. From... Yeah, but nobody but this this person at home, me pointing to myself, knew exactly what that is because I have it on of my iPod. Because it's did. crazy. Yeah, with um, my baby tonight. J E double F. I know that song too. J A double R E double T. J A double F. J E double R. I don't know. Apparently, he's going to be on the show. Quite some, quite good, often. Good. He's going to be on every, maybe you every could put, Monday. Maybe, maybe you could put some younger talent over, oh like Elias. Goodness. Well, hopefully, yeah. Um, I also thought that was a botch when Elias tried to uh, hit the guitar. Yeah, bounce and, right and off him. Didn't you wait Jared hit him in the back with the, the guitar. Yeah, I noticed that, too. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong guitar. Whoops. <laughs> that was the real one. <laughs> that, that's how those... Uh, I was going to say Stratocaster, but it's not a Stratocaster because no. they all make uh, acoustics. Now, is he... What is Elias's plan now? Is he so? Is he a face? Is he a heel? He looks like a heel in this. He's, he's a, a heel. He's yeah. a heel again. He turned I on the crowd. I don't like it. I, he, I, he's a fail. He's a fail. No, you know, like, I tell you, he he really lost a lot of steam when he turned heel. That's yeah. what happens, and I, it just makes no sense. Would get Jeff Jarrett over? My goodness. Yeah, I mean, if that's for, if please God, if that is the reason why they turned him heel, that would be a travesty because. Here we were talking about the idea of, of Elias um, becoming Intercontinental Champion eventually. Oh. 
and he still could, but I mean, we were thinking it was under the well, the idea that he'll be a face, but we are losing Ambrose, so maybe they they looked at the books and said we need another heel. But are we actually losing Ambrose? Mm. If you're let's, jobbing to EC3, let's talk yeah, about that because it, it felt like a weird. It was it was a a it was a weird appearance by by him to come out and say Nia Jax, Ooh, you have a crush yeah, on me. He started off as like kind of face ish. And if well, yeah, if no, the, and and he was he was uh, actually at a live event, and he was he came out as a face, like he came out to someone's defense. I read. Well, it, really? that's the thing. If if they, yeah. I see. I feel like they just don't know what to do with him anymore, because they know he's gone, and I think they addressed it. And I think if they were going to do something with it, they would have had him come out and start like another promo, and then have someone interrupt him. And have that slowly build, but when you're or like, if you're not if you're not on the show, that's one thing. But if you're like putting over new talent, you're you're done. Like you're done, son. You're, yeah, it's it's it. You're on your way out because he put him over clean. It's it's, it's not going to end in a WrestleMania match, but who knows? I'm God no. <laughs> He'll probably be in the Intercontinental Title ladder match or some shit. I don't know. I I or think some the shit. I think the IC belt right now, I mean, Chris, I know it's held by your favorite champion of all time, the almighty Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. Thank you, AT&T. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for not cutting off Chris and letting him do his thing. So what, AT&T, is not a sponsor, AT&T is not Sorry. a sponsor of MTV Unit Podcast. <laughs> Boy, we're prohibited. Bobby Lashley. Um, the, the Zack Ryder Kurt Hawkins promo that thought that was uh, pretty good. It's so bizarre. It is very bizarre, but I thought it was pretty good too because Kurt Hawkins sta- stated he's a loser. So does Zack Ryder, and he basically compared how he he's a loser compared to Kurt Hawkins, two different ways. And he even stated that Raw, the, the, the executives, whoever was running the truck in the back, couldn't even spell Zack correctly. Right. Last week on yeah. Raw. Yeah. See that? that see, see that's really. Um... That was cool. I like how they did that because if that was actually a mistake on their part, how they can turn it into something that is has like a meaningful like plot to it, you know? Like they spell my name wrong. It's it's a good way to jumpstart a, a storyline that gives the theme of, uh, you know, someone that's been seen as a loser for so long, you know what I mean? So, who knows? They might win a match. Well, Maybe. The only way I see this working out is if there is some payoff. Because if there's no payoff, I mean, it's just... Yeah. I mean, we don't know with these two. It's They've done this before. Yeah, like, are they going to be eventually yeah. uh, a team that beats, let's say, the Revival, who may yeah. be the next tag team champions? They're becoming the B team. They're becoming a new version of the B team. They're going to be the C team. <laughs> oh, Nick, sorry. <laughs> no, the but C I'm team. saying, like, you know, like, what's the payoff for them? So we have a... Uh, we have a special guest calling in. Please hold. Hey, Danny from Brooklyn. How are you? You're on the There we go. Danny, you're on the air. Hello? Hello? Hey, Danny, you're on the Hello? air. Hello, you're on the air. We are live with Danny Papandrea. We're live at Trump Plaza, and everybody here is excited ready for WrestleMania 2. <laughs> no, WrestleMania 1. Two? Two. We uh, are two, two. 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 When did they give it a Trump Plaza? Trump Plaza was uh, WrestleMania 4 and 5. Well, Danny, it's lovely to hear your voice. 
on the. It's so good to to hear you guys too. How is uh, how is doing good at Andrew's house? Is it the same as John? It's uh, good. No, <laughs> it's literally the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> Slightly different setup, but uh, but I think we got it down pat already. Slightly different setup, but so great. yeah. Uh, so we were actually talk- in the middle of talking about Raw. Um, we were deciphering some uh, some backstage segments, some uh, we're, we're, how the storylines are progressing. What What are your thoughts on uh, on on Bobby Lashley and uh, Finn Balor? If you can follow along with it, because I don't know where we're at with it. <laughs> I mean, Balor beat Lashley, right? So isn't that so is he the was, champion now? So. I was, uh, well, I was I was celebrating uh, Chinese New Year on Monday, Lunar New Year, with my lovely mm-hmm. fiance and her family, and my father was over, and we were watching uh, Raw. Who, who's your father? What's your father's full name? <laughs> <laughs> what's, his, Ping, what's his Christian and name? Ping, <laughs> and Ping's, uh, Ping's um, father starts watching wrestling. He's like, Oh my God! Are they really hitting each other? Oh my God! How is that guy still alive? <laughs> oh, uh, David, David, he's David, he's, David. He he straight up thought that it was legitimate, like real. Oh man! See that? We know so many wrestling fans. It's you know everyone's so jaded. It's it's so nice to like meet someone that hasn't watched wrestling Fresh before. Meat. Fresh <laughs> eyes. No, but the the the. He was watching Bobby Lashley, which is why I brought that up. And he was like, that guy is so big. I was like, yeah, no, he's, he's gigantic. <laughs> oh, don't make yeah, me, no, don't make me do that, please. <laughs> oh, he was man. like, he's gigantic. I was like, yeah, man, he's uh, he's like 300 plus pounds. And, well, we, we had we had Lashley on, but there was no Seth Rollins. I think he's selling that injury. I heard he he's actually legitimately injured. Hmm. Like his leg is injured or something along those lines. Hopefully it's not his knee. He's been kept off of TV, and I heard he's going to be kept off for a little bit longer until he gets better. To nurse whatever injuries he has. Really? I would at least have him do a promo or something. Something to hype up the fact that he just sees the Royal Rumble winner. Come on. He needs some live via satellite uh, segments. Live via (laughs) satellite. You can have him, like, working out or something or whatever, you know. No, I think the best thing... I think that honestly, the best thing is to have him sit on a bar stool in front of a, uh, a gray tarp with some mood lighting around him. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's every live by satellite. You're uh, making it seem like he's segment. taking a graduation picture. <laughs> like to put the little fake tie and collar around his neck and just make sure that he's good from the chest up. Seth Rollins, <laughs> grade twelve. <laughs> Ooh, I'm gonna smile. Home Economics Club. I, I just, <laughs> I just hope. I mean, we can't. We Did don't... not burn it down, thankfully. <laughs> We don't know really. Ha- <clears throat> we don't know where that feud is going because it's it hasn't really been discussed yet. Yeah, I mean Lesnar just just demolished Rollins, and then Rollins is off TV now. Six F fives, God. Yeah, there was six. Dang. So he reset his uh he reset his computer essentially. Yeah, he pressed F five six times, and he kept going back on that point in the YouTube video where, like, there was like that random sound. Oh, press F five for the sound. Or like, uh. <laughs> uh, but I think other than that, Raw was pretty uneventful. Besides the Raw was you know, weak. It was, Raw was was yeah. it was cooked. It was it was cooked. There it was, really wasn't it was medium well. There was re- not, yeah. There really wasn't much done to advance like the stories. Steak, what was that? I, that's how I like my steaks. 
You said it was medium well. I said that's how you like your steak. Medium, medium well. Yeah, well. <laughs> that's nah. how Brock Lesnar likes his steak. As evidenced in the promo where he grabbed Paul Heyman by the jacket. I, I love that. He's like, you work for me. I don't work for you. Now I'm feeling hungry. So get me a steak, medium well, with a baked potato, and some steamed broccoli. I was like, wow. this is more. These are more words than Brock Lesnar has said in like the last 10 months. And of course they're about steak. <laughs> of course. Got yeah, a promo that, on meat. Yeah, on Jimmy okay. John's. <laughs> Jimmy John's. Um, so I think that pretty. I think Becky Lynch being on Raw pretty much rolls right into SmackDown. Yeah, SmackDown was fun. It was a f- fun show, but um, you know, I don't know what they're doing with, with Rusev and and Shinsuke Nakamura. Something tells me they're gonna fight for like the tag titles against Shane and Miz, and I'm I'm really not looking forward to that at all. Yeah, no, I'm upset with that one. <laughs> I think the Shane and Miz should have the tag team titles forever, but you know that's just me. Chris, last week they you were on. You were saying they're, how they're confused they were on this week. They were not. What? They're going to lose their. They're going to lose the belt, and then they're going to have a fight. They're going to have a pillow fight. They're going to have uh... <laughs> just them girls. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just. The, the whole Rusev Shinsuke thing has you know has just me confused. Like, why would they be a tag team? It, they have no chemistry. I don't know. It's just so weird. It's like as good as Smack, as good as SmackDown yeah. is. It's like you get those weird storylines. But no, Danny, you're, yeah, you're saying like there's nothing for them to do. So they need right. there's nothing anything for them to do. They got they're pushing Brian and Brian's having his feud. So you know. <laughs> You know, I I don't I don't hate his heel turn anymore. I don't okay. hate it. I Brian, think I Brian think that, Yeah, I, I at first I thought it was very very annoying, and it, it would never catch on. But now it seems like they've polished it up a little bit, where he's more overarching rather than you know being the planet's champion, not like basically screaming at people for being you know for not being vegan, which was annoying to me. And now they have uh, the new hemp. WWE That's championship hysterical. Belt, which is uh-huh. which is hysterical. It's awesome. I, I love then, when he like, screams at people though. I, I eat cheeseburgers when I watch Daniel Bryan promos all the time. <laughs> <laughs> is it medium well, Nick? He had a he had a great I just like medium. He had a great promo after his match. I thought it he <coughs> it it stepped away from like comedy and I was mm. glad that he was actually like venting about how like he's treated and I love how he's like referring to Rowan as his as his uh, intellectual peer. Intellectual peer. I lo- yeah. I love that. Like little things like that is is, is you know what makes and him he a good was, heel. And he was in his hometown. He was in his hometown mm-hmm. of Seattle. He got a huge pop anyway, and he didn't shit on the people in in, in Seattle. It's that mixed. that is was something that I took note of too. That quite often happens with these heels when they go into their hometown. They're getting a nice ovation, and they're like starting the promo off in a very face way, but then they say something to like trash the crowd. But you're yeah. right, Chris, you know, Brian, they, they didn't do that with him and you don't really see that very often. I can't recall the last time that's ever happened. So they let him run with, you know, for that night, at least a, a face sort of uh, reaction, which was, yeah, no, that's what it, that's, it was very interesting. And, and you could see even like a break in his character and you saw a smile and him laughing when, you know, the, the crowd must've been really loud. Yeah. He lost his smile. I lost my smile. No, but it was uh, and he's he. 
he's going to be he's going to be defending his title in an elimination chamber match against five other guys. But one of those guys, I think we should talk about uh, Samoa Joe. He's I think going to be in like the last like two or three. Yeah, last two or three. Something tells me he won't win. Probably the last three because I don't yeah. think it would come down to him and Brian. I don't think you would have. I don't know if you would have two heels at the mm. end. It I don't think it'd be as for a, a captivating conclusion to the match. Who knows? Mm. But he so, had a very so, good showing on on SmackDown this past week. I just and he, and he didn't even have a match. No, yeah. he was he popped up a few times. His his promos and you know his 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 segments his mic work has been on fire lately. He's just been. So savage, and I, I I like how you could tell. I think they're letting him off the leash a little bit, and at least giving him some latitude with uh, what he's what he's saying, which is About nice. Time. Joe's he's the real deal. No, yeah, it, Joe's man. yeah, he's good, and I, I love the. Uh, I I was a big fan of the Orton Mustafa Ali match. That was that ended with a good RKO. Yeah, that was. I mean, it looks like Austin uh, Orton. I didn't realize how old Orton is until he wrestled Mustafa Ali. It was like Orton was a father that was like bullying his son. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was a really good match. It was. No, I mean, it it shows Orton's versatility. He may be a little bit older. He's more of a wily veteran type, uh, but he could still work a match with a young kid and and keep up with the tempo and mm-hmm. you know. He that has, RKO was he, sick, though. He has his style down. He is there. He you know does his thing. He could be in like the upper mid card, top card. He can you know uh, be in a tag team situation. He is he's super. He's like the big show. He is like the big show in that he can kind of fit himself wherever he needs to be at a certain time, and it doesn't make him look weak if he's in a mid card feud. And it you know he blends fine in a top you know in like a top card because he's not like at that Cena level but Mm-mm. he's kind of like their utility player that they, they could put wherever they want yeah and he puts on a good match he can sell a storyline he's solid on the mic he's like he's a professional there's a reason why they gave him the belt what like 12 times 13 times he's a professional professionale <laughs> professionale yeah but i didn't realize how old Orton got Oh my God, he's been around a long time. Mm-hmm. How old is he though? He's not that old. Thirty-eight. He's, he's thirty-eight years he's old. Thirty-eight. Yes. Oh my God, he's been around for twenty, like eighteen years. <laughs> Thirty-five years. Putting this into <laughs> putting this eighty-five years. Jeez, putting this if into he's perspective. Still, uh... He started wrestling out of the womb. <laughs> <laughs> he's the same age as Finn Balor. I think the same age as Nakamura, Samoa Joe. Jeff Hardy, younger than Styles, close. It, the, the amazing thing is that aside from Mustafa Ali, the other five guys in this chamber match are all almost 40 years old. Mm. Isn't well, that something? How well, many? So, Balor is in his, thir- in his late 30s, huh? Yeah, yeah Balor's yeah, been around. Balor actually trained Becky Lynch and uh, some uh, other uh, younger talent that's you know in WWE. I think some NXT UK guys he definitely trained. But anyway, um, fun fact: Finn Balor's permanent residence currently Brooklyn, New York. He is a resident of Brooklyn. I I did not know that. I saw him. Yeah, I saw him actually. uh, Me and him hung out. Me and Finny. uh, I call him Finny. We went to uh, Burger King on Fourteenth Avenue. (laughs) (laughs) It was good. Yeah. You went to the drive-in. 
What's the driver? And he, as he as he ordered, he just was started screaming. You brought, yeah, ah. you brought him to Bali. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, oh. I brought him to Roman Roaster, and I also um, I Do we went to McDonald's, so got a Shamrock Shake. Of course, shamrock he, he, shake. Of course, he just calls it a shake, but <laughs> we don't know it's a Shamrock Shake. <laughs> You know, I, don't like the, I don't like those shakes. I think they're not that great. They're basically made of plastic, but anyways, <laughs> they melted plastic. Um, melted plastic and burnt leprechaun. Did oh what? <laughs> I thought Lucky Charms would be a better additive. Lucky Charms. Me. <laughs> yeah, they're always after me, Lucky Charms. It's a television commercial. Sorry. Frau <laughs> <laughs> for now. <laughs> so are we are we excited for the elimination chamber i know it's in it's in two weeks but it looks like a solid show the, cha- oh, the chamber yeah. match the chamber match itself is i think looking itself. really good i mean for the wwe title excuse me um and they and they're doing another one for the women's, yes. women's tag, tag team, team champions right? too, right? so John, there's two do you happen to know who are the combatants in the women's uh elimination chamber because i'm Confident, it's Mandy Rose it's, and Sonya Deville. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, Nia, Nia Jax and Tamina. Tamina. Sasha Banks. Yeah, Nia and Jax and Sasha Tamina. And the Riot Squad. Yes. Really? Mandy oh, Rose God. and Sonya Deville. Yes. Well, we know uh, they're going to be jobbers. The Iconics. Oh, they are jobber. going to be jobbers. Uh, Bailey and Sasha. And I Naomi think... and Carmella. Hmm. There you go. That's interesting. F A B O L O U S S. I feel like oh, everybody. Well, wrong. well, we can talk more about this next week when we do the full yes. rundown of the card. But I, I wanted to talk. Uh, um, one thing we missed from Raw and, and SmackDown. Uh, well, I know. I think Sonya Deville and and Mandy Rose got their spot either this week or last week. But what happened with Bailey and Sasha? I think Sasha was injured. No. Yeah, Sasha in the tag match, from what I understand, was spending most of the time on the apron, apparently because she's injured. So that's why she didn't really take any bumps or really wasn't th- that physically active in the match. I don't mm. think she even got in the uh, in the match. No, I don't. She, she her was, involvement was, she was like minimal. Injured in the in the like match the night before or. Like what? What? What was the deal? Like during their entrance when they were attacked, she got injured. Allegedly, there was uh, um, rumor that well, it seems very likely that she might have gotten hurt during the Rousey match at the Rumble. That's what I think. And I mean, she was thrown around like a rag doll, and she sold the hell out of it. But yeah, but you know, sadly, you know, this has been uh, a, a problem with Sasha. She, you know, gets hurt. I mean, she busts her butt. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, she's really great, but um, it's hard to, you know. So what get the heck are they going to do? I mean, everybody thought that it was going to be Bailey and uh, Sasha that were going to take home these Maybe, titles. If she's I don't not know. able to compete, I don't know. If she's going to be able to compete. It's a good question. Mm-hmm. They probably throw it to another tag team or something. Maybe uh, Alicia Maybe Fox and Nikki Rhodes. Nikki. Cross. Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross. I don't know where I get. I don't know why I thought Nikki wrote. You were stuck at the crossroads. <laughs> she, that... she sounds like fat bastard. Oh. <laughs> Play oh, with Nikki. She's supposed to be Scottish, right? 
<laughs> My neck looks like a vagina. Best line of the best line. Oh man, was that was that it from Ron Smackdown? I don't know why my voice yeah, got so they, high. They but... had a brief. I don't know, isn't it? They had a brief promo well, with uh, Andrade, you know, saying that he has to end Rey Mysterio's legacy. But you know, I agree, hundred percent. We also didn't talk about Becky Lynch slapping and assaulting two members of the McMahon family in one week. Uh, and she didn't get yeah. fired from her job. That's right. No. Well, I mean, if Stone Cold did this, he would have been fired twice what? and then rehired as CEO by Linda McMahon. <laughs> I am, I am, I, I'm a fan of the direction they're going with, with the whole Becky thing. She's like really afraid. What? Afraid. <laughs> what? <laughs> who? <laughs> who? Who? Uh, where? Where? Okay. No, she. Yeah, that they had to keep. I was reading this article, um, Bleacher Report, and they were saying, uh, whoever the writer was. You know, it's you. They have to keep her hot. You know, if they overexpose her or if they, you know, put her out too much, she will get cold. And her, you know, it's it, they have to just be careful with how they treat these super what do you mean? over. What do you mean? She's gonna get cold like people won't like her. You know, it's it's kind of like um, I'm trying to think of another like another example of someone that was really over at a time and they tried to like control that um it's like cm punk zach, like, i was gonna say zach Ryder. zach zach Ryder, cm punk where like Ugh, it yeah. was wwe that really was the ones that you know were responsible for their downfall like cm punk was riding this huge wave and although he became the champion he started losing in matches against like del rio and triple h and kevin nash and people stopped caring after a while until. Well, I mean, that's because I, I see what you're saying. It's because yeah. of like the oversaturation. They kind of just—it's the same stuff, and they keep using that same person and stuff like that. Right. It's just they'd have to be careful how they use her. And if if we saw her every week in like a in a match and a match and a match, I mean, it's it it may make her lose her mystique of being the man. Sure, I that's mean, right. That's exactly why backstage segments and segments like her smacking two members of the McMahon family is important and why they should be doing more of that. She just has to be a character <laughs> rather than... Yeah. She's probably going to go down the line. She'll probably, show, you know, maybe slap Shane or, you know, slap Sla- Vince. Slap his maybe kids. Vince, yeah. pro- Vince, probably, <laughs> Vince probably will be uh, next to get slapped, I would think. And then after that, it's going to be uh, Vince McMahon Sr. She'll slap the grave. <laughs> slap him. She'll go home to Stanford, Connecticut, and slap Linda McMahon or Washington D.C. She's <laughs> working in the Trump camp. Be- Trump, Be- uh, Becky, Lynch, <laughs> Becky Lynch drives it. Drives a a, a four a, a, a four by four uh, a truck through the the front gates of the White House and bashes right through the front door and gets out and slaps Linda McMahon on the on the Senate floor. <laughs> <laughs> You're destroying small business. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I just, I just, I hope they, I think they'll do well by her, but, you know, keeping her off TV or keeping her out of, you know, mainstream matches for a little bit might be the way to go. So, you know, that's the trouble with this lull between, you know, WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble is that you don't know 
like we're all excited for these matchups, but now people want things as soon as possible. It's you know, there's no more uh, you know, raw once a week. These characters and superstars are showing up at two pay per views in between, uh, every episode of Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. You know, they're constantly being exposed. So it's just a matter of making sure you keep that person fresh up until Mania. Because who knows, by by then, we may not want to see this match. We may be tired of it. We may be tired right. of it. Remember, I remember a day when... I remember a time when um, I was younger and I would watch WWF Superstars Saturday mornings. And it would always feature the big name players. Next, World Wildlife Foundation. Exactly, uh, yeah. And uh, you would have um, guys like Taker, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. They would go out, send them out, Razor, Ramon, Diesel. Send them out. They would squash the hell out of some local jobber. And um, and that was it. I mean, then they would just hype up the match that they would have with one of the other big guys. And, I mean, maybe, I don't know, do you think WWE should start bringing in more jobbers onto the main show just to get squashed no <laughs> I mean, no they, they already have enough talent on the rosters where they could keep people with jobbers but it, it's it's gonna be oversaturation i think yeah it's it, true yeah it's like if you're try- i think if, i think it works if you're trying to push someone as a monster like if you if you push someone as like a monster heel like what Strowman was doing for yeah, the longest time right. and like that's how james Ell- ellsworth got his uh got his start and yeah that who was that guy well, from you know, Brooklyn? The other guy, the uh, James Elworth, and then from Brooklyn. There was some guy like who, like we know, or like people that that we know know him. It was like Johnny something or other. Well, I'm drawing a blank. I don't know, but he was the guy that was like, "I love sweaty men." It was weird. What? Either way, <laughs> you know, oh, it was very weird. Sadly, I think oh, I remember what right. you're talking I, about. Well, you, know, you know, to, to speak to speak to that whole thing where I'm sorry, I'm googling. I love sweaty men. And I hope uh, my safe search is on. Yeah, put your safe search on, folks. <laughs> well, Danny, what were you saying? To, to speak to what Nick Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> don't mind us, folks. It, it, it fucking pulled yeah. up. <laughs> so the guy comes up. Danny, what were you saying? I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, just just to, to speak to what Nick was saying before, um, with the whole... Um, Superstar, the WWE superstars with squash matches and stuff. Perhaps what they could do is instead of getting, you know, like local talent or something like that, why not use some of the NXT people? Because like, it just mm-hmm. seems to me like every time every time they introduce an NXT person, it's either during the Royal Rumble or something like that. Why can't they, you know, do it on a regular segment of Raw? You know, have uh, this person fight some guy. He, you know, doesn't necessarily isn't necessarily the the greatest. They still beat them, but they give a good show, and they're able to beat that you know that person up. So, like, let's say there's some girl that uh, that's in NXT that's really good. Maybe Becky Lynch could have a match with her, and she surprises everybody, or you know, has a Danny, good Danny, 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 Danny. Save save this for your yeah. three. Save this for your three-minute booking. <laughs> when we do it in a couple weeks. Um, my my quick response to that is, um, it seems like a good idea, but I think the issue is that um, Triple H actually held a, a press conference a couple of weeks ago or did a phone interview with uh, some other people, and, and he said that, in his opinion, NXT 
um, if not already, will become its own standalone brand where it's not just going to be considered like a minor league show anymore. It's actually going to be a place where you may see some guys and girls stay there, or you may even see some main roster people go back to NXT. There's they're they're floating that possibility. Um, so I don't know. Maybe they're afraid of exposing their NXT talent. I don't know. I mean, there there are low level NXT guys that they could. I mean, you don't want them exposing themselves. Saying like NXT would be another thing, like it would be SmackDown, Raw, and NXT as its own type of brand. It's very possible. It's possible. It's like all week WWE programming. Isn't NXT already its own brand? They have their own show. They have. It is. They do. It is, but it, I yeah. think it's. You but know. because look, when it's you held. Talk about oversaturation. That's oversaturation, right yeah. there. Yeah. Although it, NXT itself would be its own roster. I mean, I guess just like Raw and SmackDown, and I mean it's it's on the network now. I mean, I don't think they um they had initial discussions about putting NXT on as something that would be on uh like Fox Sports, but I I don't know if that's still going to be the case. Nevertheless, I mean. NXT is its own world right now. It's certainly got its own following and it's thriving. So well, if, if if NXT could go on Fox Sports, I'm sure it could be fine there because TNA Global Impact Force Full Wrestling <laughs> that's on Pop TV. <laughs> is it on Pop TV anymore? Is it even is it even on TV? Never mind Pop TV. I feel like they make up channels just to find <laughs> yeah. a place for the, for Impact hey, Wrestling. Hey, to be. Pop TV is the only one, only station that uh, runs. ER and marathons of ER. That's sure. It's Saturdays. like Pop TV. They, they they struck gold with ER. They're like, who guys? Uh, yeah. There's they, a show that came out like almost 30 years ago. I think we should play this on our. <laughs> who? What's the demographic? Uh, Crystal Cell. Watch it every time. <laughs> Crystal Cell and yep. PDS. Um, <laughs> shout out to our boy PDS. Probably doesn't listen to the podcast, but what's up? Better. Um, well, speaking of NXT and separate brands. Let's talk about all these weird rumors, and it's it, it just gets me uh, gets me a little like a little annoyed. I don't know what you guys think. A little annoyed. But I feel like every day or every week there are some other rumblings of oh, uh, TBD talent in WWE looking at AEW as a possible alternative. I'm here to announce that my mother was offered a contract to sign with AEW. <laughs> the rumors are true. My niece was offered a contract to AEW. I was like, what the hell? She's been in karate for two weeks, and she gets an offer. Yeah. How dare you, Andrew? Well, this just in. I don't know <laughs> if anybody heard it. karate. You take that back right now. Kenny Omega <laughs> has, been, has just signed to AEW. Is that really legit? Yeah. I remember just, the- it's, off Ble- it's off Bleacher Report. And really? They made this huge. I remember, like, they made this huge thing about you know Kenny Omega going to WWE. Uh, shocker that he signs somewhere. It's like he was never going to WWE. He, well, there's also ru- a, a big rumor that Randy Orton is quote willing to talk all the all the. Yeah, he's willing to talk. They're really afraid. WWE is really afraid of losing the Usos. Yeah. Oh well, I, I really don't care for that. And that would Usos. be a that would be a huge blow to them. You know why? Because. Their tag team picture, which I've said and I know a million times, how I feel like how weak it's been. And the Usos are one of their better tag teams, and losing them. They're the only good tag team. Yeah. Well, like, do we think? Let's say you take a Randy Orton, you take a you know Usos. 
the vast majority of guys that are on WWE are going to stay in WWE. Right. They're they're not going to leave. So if you even get, you know, like if you had a show, like, let's just imagine there was a third show, right? Then and your number one was, you know, Orton, and your number twos were Usos, and then you had let's say like an Elias or someone, but those are like four or five people out of like a roster of how many, and it's it's going to be a lot of indie guys that people don't know. Well. People right. still want to tune in, like if, I, like as a fan, if Raw is still on, like, like, who, like maybe AEW has some really cool matches on the outset, but like, I'm I'm gonna want to see what happens with the WWE Championship. I'm gonna want to see what happens with Daniel Bryan. I want to see what happens with AJ Styles. Right. Like I'm always gonna be invested in those storylines. So getting those, you're not gonna pull fans away from WWE. I don't think. Counterpoint. No. Um. Yes. That might be the reason why people stop watching WWE because they think it's still not entertaining, and they're they're willing to look at other, you know, other promotions. Well, I think it's yeah, I think it's good. That there's like if there's an alternative, I think that's a good thing. I just don't think they should go head to head with WWE at the like, moment. Like, like I like I know people out there, you know, cancel the WWE network. They you know they they happen to go watch other promotions and say and you know they basically bash the WWE product. Mm-hmm. And they basically say, well, you know, WWE shit, and yo, TNA has the greatest storylines of all time. Fine, that's what you want to believe? Great. But, you know, as a, as a casual fan, I think WWE is fine. Uh, and they need to, I, I don't know, they, they, they do need to work on some storylines and some entertainment factors, but, I mean, you're not going to get more top-notch than WWE anywhere. Like, I think. No, I like I guess I think as like far as like production value goes, like WWE will always be like I mean, who knows? But they'll they're at the top right now. Like their production is is always on point, and it's actually made other promotions look weaker. Like when you have you know production like WCW, WWE, like from way back when, all other promotions were like pale in comparison. It looks like a it looks like a cheap indie show. So and who knows if like you know kids are not interested. I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't think kids would be interested in AEW at the moment. Um, like little kids that. However, WWE. don't forget that demographic that WWE was trying to pull for fifteen years ago that watched John Cena. They're now of age to watch hardcore wrestling and you know scantily clad women doing mud wrestling. The other thing too yeah. you have to think about. <laughs> the other thing too you have to think about is even though in AEW your initial roster of whoever is there is going to be made up of guys and girls that most have experience. A lot of them are, you know, on the indies for a number of years, have perfected their craft. They still are going to be facing a challenge in the sense that now that they may be on the inter- on on a national stage if they get distribution if they land a deal with uh, a major network there's going to be a period where i think they're going to be really tested in terms of how these characters and these storylines can really reach a, a broader audience because when you look at new japan when you look at a lot of these other like smaller promotions you have great workers they have you know some of the best talent in the world, but not, I feel like I, when I glance at it, I mean, maybe this is just me, but there aren't too many guys that stand out. 
there really isn't a lot of time devoted to these characters mm-hmm. being developed, I think. And um, mm-hmm. that's going to be a hard thing for them to figure out, I think, in the beginning. Because at least in WWE, as stale as it may be, you know who everybody is. I mean, it's nowhere near what it was. But there always is a, a clear uh, a divide between who is what. Who's the brawler? Who's the technician? Who's the, the jokester? Who's this one, that one? Yeah. On the indies, indie, indie promotions, a lot of it, it, it kind of just like washes over each other. It's like a lot of overlap. Danny, so, Chris, any any insight? You do we do we put you to sleep? <laughs> I, I have a very soothing voice. I feel I, I hear I hear what you guys are saying. I mean, I think that it would be really cool if the um, this organization does something uh, to kind of make some noise. Uh, I think that perhaps one of the things that the WWE is missing is competition. And uh-huh. if they had if they had another WCW on their yeah. hands, they you would know, be forced. It, it, mm-hmm. They would be forced, and it would make content a little bit better than uh, than what it is. Yeah, I completely you, agree. You guys, yeah, you guys are right. There's uh, you know there's not there's not really any competition in town. And the, the same- I, I would I would not say I would not say that TNA. Um, you know, has the same mustard uh, that the WWE does. Mustard. <laughs> mustard? Mustard? Mervin? Well, well, let me let me catch up with you there. <laughs> let me catch up with you there. Um, WCW ha- was around for, I th- believe, something like 20 years or something like that before they got shut down. That allowed them to have some time to add some production value to it. Yeah. And be an actual competitor with WWF at the time. Um, well, yeah. They also had a ton of money because right because uh, right yeah they were they were funded by you know ted turner which right. i mean this Big is the, well the and, same case with Uncle aew ted? correct right and, and i i think because aew is brand new it's going to take some time for it to get good have the it same might, or but better production value hear, right you're starting to hear more and more big names going there john clearly clearly you've never watched glow have you <laughs> oh yes i have <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, a billionaire could, uh, with a dream, can make things happen. Gotta got love me some Liberty Bell. <laughs> I just—I don't get the joke. I just hope watch it on Netflix. Watch oh, Broker, you gotta watch it on Netflix. I just hope okay. people don't get too overly excited. Like every time you see like a uh, one of these rumors now, it's like anybody can have a rumor. Like this may be a ploy. Like you know, I don't know who released this information, but maybe. <laughs> Orton wants to get more money out of WWE, and he might, you know, and it, there'll there will probably be instances where we have superstars that are like, oh well, you know what? Like I'm getting paid a million dollars right now a year, or eight hundred thousand dollars a year, but AEW said they'll give me two hundred and fifty thousand if I only wrestle once a week. You know what? Mm-hmm. What can you do for me? Mm-hmm. Like I, would you rather work once, you know, once a week and spend time with your family, or? Yeah, but you know what, Vince, Vince McMahon is not the type of guy who's gonna fall for that shit. Like he'll let people go because he feels like, you know, I mean, he's done it before. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he'll let the fringe players go, but you're gonna find more and more part-time players 
they're going to want the same kind of treatment that they're getting in AEW for WWE. And there's going to be have to be a lot of stop gaps and filler and I don't know. Well, if any of you guys get called over by AEW, please let us know beforehand. <laughs> I don't want your I don't want your face we'll stay to stay with WWE. <laughs> I don't want your face to well, wait, what's uh yeah, if if the there's a there's an alternative podcast called Full Stadium. <laughs> called the Full Stadium Show. If you guys are thinking of going over to Full Stadium, please let us know. We have some big podcasting names. So, um, so oh, by the way, we should just talk about one other thing. Uh, speaking of people jumping ship, uh, The Undertaker has removed all of his uh, references, was, WWE, on his social media accounts. Do you think he is? Do you think this is a, a kayfabe situation, or it doesn't seem like it is? It seems just like he's fed up, or not necessarily fed up. No, I think but... it's. I think it's more or less like somebody's dad trying to figure out how to use Twitter. <laughs> I, th- I think that's all it is. I think he was navigating through his uh, settings and he messed up a little. Well, <laughs> yeah, apparently he's open for booking, so. Yeah, I did notice that too. He there's a lot of advertising on Instagram and other social medias. Twenty five thousand dollars per hour to do an autograph signing. Undertaker, so if you're listening, we don't have the money, but come on. <laughs> how wait? How much was it, Nick? Twenty five thousand dollars an hour. He's charging for autograph signings. Oh my god. He's probably pricing himself out because he figures, look, I'm not going to travel to every rinky dink town, you know, five six days a week. To do autograph signings, he's probably doing it because he knows like a lot of the big ones. I guess like the comic cons and the other conventions be able to have the money to do it. Um, but what about what about New Utrecht's uh, high school? Uh, the high school? Yeah, I can't speak. How about New Utrecht's gym? Oh yeah, the, oh the gym. Oh of course, yeah. I'm, I heard he's probably gonna be there a couple of weeks. <laughs> Next to Hawaiian Al. Ah, uh, who would come so, out to? Uh, do you guys think there's there. there's space for him on on the? On the roster anymore? Like, do you think he's Taker? Yeah, I think there's still room for. He's he at this point. No, he's he's a novelty act. Yeah, he has been a novelty act. I think for the last five six years, and mm-hmm. uh, he's always gonna have his, you know, open door to come into WrestleMania and have a match. Um, you have the Saudi Arabia events. And um, it's like that's about it. Yeah, that he like every time he appears at uh, one of those Saudi Arabia events, it seems like you know in Space Jam at the end when uh, the guy from Moron Mountain is like uh, tells Michael Jordan, "I want you to sign autographs for all these people." For, like, <laughs> this is oddly familiar to the current Saudi situation with <laughs> WWE. Uh, not knocking anybody. Um, don't want MD Arena be, to become a target, but <laughs> let's, oh wait, let's uh, let's acknowledge one other thing. I know we're kind of jumping around, but last week was a Super Bowl, <coughs> and there was uh, an edition of Halftime Heat that had a six-man tag match with all these all these NXT guys. All the main players. I mean, it was better than the game, uh, <laughs> than the Super Bowl itself it was. But one thing to note, and one thing we should have mentioned last week, is that. The empty arena came from an edition of Halftime Heat from like 1999 or 
98? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yep. It was The Rock. It and, was The Rock and Mankind. In an empty arena match. And it sold out empty arena. It, yeah, it sold out empty arena. <laughs> Much like our show. Just felt we should acknowledge that. Hence our podcast. And now we have a segment that we're bringing back. Three-minute booking. Andrew, would you like to refresh everyone's uh, memories? Yes. So, three-minute booking. It's where one of us will book two wrestlers uh, as picked by the other guys. Uh, and this, uh, this person will have three minutes to book this feud. And it will end at a... This, it, will, it will culminate at a, a big four pay-per-view as decided by another member of the group. But the individual that is doing the three-minute booking uh, has has no idea uh, of the actual you know, wrestlers or event that he'll be given. Cut to the individual in a soundproof booth, going like that, shaking his head. I don't know. I'm putting my hands up in the air, saying I don't know, because I'm doing it this week. So should I? Uh, so so Nick will be. So I will I will reveal the two superstars and event. Nick will have 30 seconds or 45 seconds to come up with somewhat of a outline. And then from that point on, he will have three minutes to book out this entire feud. So the competitors are the one I picked uh, was Bray Wyatt. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Danny. Danny picked the junkyard dog. In a feud that will culminate at Survivor Series. Nick, uh, Andrew gave, is giving you 45 seconds. I'm going to give you a little bit longer than that because I, I have a nice little segment that we're going to go to right now. Uh, and it's going to be today in wrestling history. February 7th, 1976, Mrs. Fuji defeated Pat Patterson to win the San Francisco NWA US Heavyweight title in San Francisco, ending Patterson's fifth reign. 1989, the AWA held an event in the Civic Center in St. Paul, Minnesota. Larry Zbysko won a battle world to win the vacant AWA World Heavyweight title. The title was on vacant after the AWA stripped Jerry the King Lawler of the title. Uh, and that was their end of their working relationship with Lawler. 1994, 51st edition of Monday Night Raw, taped previous Monday, uh, airs on USA. Commentary was handled by an odd pairing of one time of Vinnie McMahon and Bastion Booger. In the year 2000, Raw's war nearly tripled Monday Nitro's ratings, uh, 6.5 to 2.7. Uh, and that was pretty much, I think, the end of the ratings wars. Uh, 2001, WCW's 149th episode of Thunder gets a measly 1.9 ratings on TBS. Uh, show was taped two days earlier in Mississippi. In 2008, the WWE issued an advisory announcing that Friday Night SmackDown would not sign a contract extension with the CW Network. Uh, Thank God. Then, yeah, then they basically left CW at the end of the, uh, at the, end of the year. And in 2010... Ron Farouk Simmons wrestled in his last retirement. It was not that last retirement match. His only retirement match. Nick, are you ready? Who was that with? I am ready. I'm just curious. Who was his, who was Farouk's last match with? I'll check it out. Bradshaw. <laughs> I think it was actually. <laughs> I don't know. That was a complete guess. <laughs> Nick, whenever you're ready. All right. All right. Uh, Nick, I'll come up with that in a second. Bray Wyatt, Junkyard Dog, No Interruptions. Survivor Series. Let's go now, baby. All right. It is a hot, sweltering summer day down in New Orleans, and Bray Wyatt is sitting in his shack, practicing, doing some voodoo rituals, 
and he tries to summon the mighty Cerberus, the mighty evil three-headed dog. But somehow he messes up the formula and out pops the junkyard dog from beyond the grave. And uh, he just stares at the junkyard dog. The junkyard dog is just barking at him and Bray Wyatt just shrugs his shoulders. He says, so be it. And so then they actually form an odd tag team together where they literally are crushing random local talents, these poor little jobbers, for about three weeks straight. So throughout the month of August, throughout the end of August, early September, they're just beating everybody up. They're on a tear. And so then um, they're doing rally, but then all of a sudden the Junkyard Dark starts to become a little bit disobedient and randomly starts attacking Bray Wyatt in the matches. They still win their matches, but sometimes he's, you know, jumping at him, he's clawing at him, he bites him at one point. And then Bray Wyatt eventually loses his patience till one day he brings the junkyard dog out to the ring on a, on a leash. And he's talking to him like a dog. He's telling him to sit, he's telling him to stay, but then the junkyard dog gets really angry and he starts punching Bray Wyatt and they start to have a brawl. They start beating the heck out of each other. And then eventually uh, the lights go out and nobody knows where they are. The lights turn back on and they're just gone. So they don't know where they went. So uh, next week, uh, it's a... Um, an episode of Monday Night Raw where they eventually uh, uh, make their way to the ring and they uh, have a discussion where they eventually decide that they will have a match at uh, Survivor Series where Bray Wyatt basically says, Junkyard Dog, I am sending you back where you came from. I have to put you down. I can't control you anymore. So then eventually <laughs> Survivor Series comes around and it's a... Uh, it's a um, it's not. It's a strap match. It's or but instead of a strap match, it's actually a giant uh, dog collar uh, match, giant dog leash match. So they're both attached. They both have dog leashes attached to their necks, and they have to fight each other. And the chain is about like ten feet long. So of course, it's almost in the sense of a strap match. They're fighting each other in close proximity, and to win the match, you have to touch all four corners. And they have about like a 15-20 minute match uh, back and forth where um, Junkyard Dog actually has the advantage most of the time. But Bray Wyatt actually summons uh, his uh, inner spirits and makes the miraculous comeback. He eventually uh, beats the Junkyard Dog and vanquishes the Junkyard Dog back to uh, uh, the eternal damnation where he came from. That wow, is Three. exactly standing ovation. Three, holy that was shit! Fantastic. <laughs> Junkyard dog, Bray Wyatt resurrection. Rest in peace, Junkyard dog. I forgot the guy's real name, but all respect. <laughs> that is fantastic, Nicholas. That was a great, great, great three-minute booking uh, scenario. <laughs> that was fun. That was good. It was really good. Yeah, and, you, and you took your time with it. Very detailed. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my question, Nick, how did you come up with Severus? Like, where, where, where did you, like, why did you come up with that idea? Oh, Johnny uh, had that in his back pocket. Yeah, right? I, was, I, I, was, so. I was writing my notes down as, as you were doing your This Week in uh, WWE History, and I, I was thinking, you know, how, how could I connect uh, the Junkyard Dog to something with Bray Wyatt? I'm sticking evil Never. spirit. Cerberus, but Nick he messed up. Mad educated guy. That's all. That's great. Truthfully, I only know of Cerberus because I uh, used to play Final Fantasy VIII a lot, and that was I know it's Cerberus. Three-headed dog, right? <laughs> yeah, that's why I first learned about Cerberus. 
Wow. Video games were good for something. And on that note, that's gonna end up that's gonna end the show. Guys, have a good evening. Right. Check us out on social media, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and not Snapchat. How, John? How you ask? Follow us on Instagram at Empty Arena Podcast and Twitter is Empty Arena Show. Check us out on our Facebook page, like us, subscribe to us, go on iTunes and tell us that we're lovely people. Rate us five stars. We are, we are lovely people. And check out my dank Absolutely. memes. Check out my dank memes on the Instagram channel. Uh, gotta get some love. Like us. Uh, rate us. Just rate us. R A T E. R A T E. Yes. And uh, yeah, enjoy enjoy our content that we have to offer. And we will <laughs> we will see you or listen to you or not see you, but we'll we'll, we'll get out to you next week. We'll Good get night. Back. We'll get back to you. Peace out, everybody. Later. Bye. Later. Later.